What's up, fam? It's your girl, Yvonne, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Authorized Move Podcast. Yvonne, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Authorized Move Podcast. Guys, as always, we know that you could be doing anything, anywhere with anyone, but you are choosing to spend your time with us, and for that, we are grateful. Joining us on the podcast is what, uh, Mr. Illuminate. What's up, Illuminate? What's going on, everybody? What's up, Miss Yvonne? How you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, yes. I'm here again. Yes. Again. You made the cut. I have not lost my job. Even though Corona threatened me, I'm still here. Yes. I'm still here. (laughs) Speaking speaking (laughs) of Corona, how's everything been going through uh, through that situation? You asking me? Yeah. Well, we in the same house. Um, Well, the listeners don't always know that. (laughs) I could have laughed. Corona could have Corona could have made me say, "Look, I'm out. This is way too much." Well, well, God is good. He's definitely been sustaining us even in the midst. So. Thank God for that. It, it, it is challenging for a lot of people out there, as in, as we understand, um, the, you know, whether it is financial, whether it is, you know, even on the emotional level, and in some cases physical. You know, I know some people who know some people who, thankfully, nobody too close to me. But we've 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 had some challenges. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of people in that situation. So it is not a light-hearted situation at all. Um, but through it. Through it all, God has definitely been with us, um, been keeping us. So we've been just hunkering down and and just trying to, you know, keep pushing. You know, not allow it to be an opportunity where we just become laxed in every any area of our lives, but just keep pushing and stay motivated. So I just thank God for the grace to be able to do it. I hear you. I hear you. One thing um, that I know, um, people that um, one group of people specifically that are being impacted by the coronavirus um, is business owners and entrepreneurs. And so um, with that, I want to welcome one of our guests on the show. Now, she's not here to specifically talk about that, but I certainly do want to hear how she's dealing with the coronavirus. She is a business owner. Um, she is an entrepreneur, and she's just an all-around dope person. And as you guys know, here on the Authorized Move podcast, we like to have dope people. <laughs> we like to have dope people on on this uh, on this platform. And so, guys, uh, help me to welcome Miss Erica Lyles. Now, Erica, Erica Lyles is a superhero. She's an awesome individual. Erica is, is very captivating with her clients and her students. She works with all ages, people who have all different abilities, all backgrounds. I love her work because her specialty is working with people who have diagnosis. And she works with them through music therapy and musical experiences. Now, when Erica is not singing with kids, and this adds to her awesomeness as an individual and a wonderful human being, um, she is playing piano. Um, she uh, uses that to help people who are stressed out. 
she helps those them to develop that as a relaxation. I don't want to say skill, but as a relaxation therapy. And uh, she's also great at creating musical experiences and opportunities for I other people. It. That sounds exciting. That's kind of how I met you, Erica. So welcome to the uh, podcast, Miss Erica Lyles. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's wow. how I you you were empowering me musically because I was I remember um, when I met you, Erica. Uh, we were a part of a, a team, and you welcomed me onto that team, made me feel comfortable, and um, gave me the empowerment that I needed to be able to use my voice and my talents musically in an environment that was not familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And so that is how I first met Erica. So Erica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I feel like a, I'm like, is that me? I'm not worthy of such an intro. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. <laughs> Can you introduce me every time I walk through a room? They're like, da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you both for having me um you know we, we go way back and gosh that was that was a long time ago wasn't it that was a it long was. time ago wow. i've known you for as long as i've had my since before my child was born oh you're right oh my gosh wow wow well thank you thank you guys for having me Yes, we are super excited to have you on the show. Uh, first of all, I um, some people just live and they work their job. But I believe that there are other people who come into this place in their life where they recognize that they were put here on this earth to do more than just go to work, pay bills, have kids, and then die. You know? So I think you are one of those people where you have tapped in to your life's work. And for me, when I think about what you do, it is so inspiring, it is so beautiful, and it is so selfless that I had to have you on the podcast to number one, talk a little bit about what you do, how you got there, and and how you um, found this life's work. Um, And then number two, before we get into your story a little bit, well, let's get into your story a little bit first, actually. And then I would like for you to talk to, um, because you have taken what you love to do and you turned it into your business. So you've taken your life's work and you've also created a business with that. And I would also, um, while you're here with us, like for you to speak a little bit to people who are business owners and and, and tell them what your experience has been like through this um, pandemic. So uh, yeah, let's let's jump into what it is that you do and Mm -hmm. how you found it. Okay, okay, gosh. So over you know a lot of years ago uh when i graduated from high school or was in the process of leaving high school um you know i was trying to figure out what do i want to be when i grow up you know that's pretty common right at that age um and i knew i wanted to do something musical because i've been doing music forever you know i started i was in the orchestra played violin for years uh then i was uh singing in the chorus always sang at church, um, you know, music was, was my, my, my thing. Uh, I was in musical theater, all of that. Um, but I was like, well, I don't really want to teach. Um, and then, I, but I also wanted to do something to help people. You know, I was like, oh, I could be a doctor, I could be this, I could be that. 
And then I was like, yeah, I'm not really great with like math and science and all that stuff. So that's not, mm, that's not my thing. So I wasn't really confident in that area. Um, but literally, I mean, you know, it was a God plant, a God sin. I went to this um, college fair and, um, you know, I was just talking to different reps at the fair. And this guy from my alma mater now, uh, he was standing there, one of the reps, and he was explaining to me about music therapy. And I was like, huh, what is that? I've never heard of it. But it was like everything that I wanted to do and more. It, you know, it was a chance for me to uh, continue to create and make music and, you know, have that as a part of my life. And it was a chance for me to help people. Uh, so immediately, you know, I was on board. You know, God definitely uh, planted some other seeds um, <clears throat> in my life at that time to really uh, push me in that direction. Like the director of my school's program, uh, her kids went to my high school, like, you know, just stuff like that. And we got connected there. And um, so, you know, things just transpired. I, I think that's very, I think that is very important, an important piece to kind of point out mm-hmm. for the listeners. I, I believe that if we are paying attention, mm-hmm. you know, if we are paying attention so many so many times we wonder, you know, what am I supposed to do? Why am I here? You know, for those people who are, I think we all go through that place where, well, let me just work this job because I got this job. Um, But as you make your transition into that place of, hey, I know I was put here for more uh, than just working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I think what you said is very important when we pay attention that, that does what I call makes your belly leap, makes your baby leap. There is something right. that I believe that God inherently puts inside of every single human being when they come here. And, mm-hmm. it, and then when people speak to that thing, when people speak to your purpose, right? God sent each of us here with a purpose. And when somebody comes across your path that speaks to your purpose, mm-hmm. your response is what determines Rather, you're going to move into that purpose or rather you're going to kind of fall back from that purpose. So kind of um, kind of fast forward to that moment where you decided this is what I want to do. Um, and, and this is and this is um, something that I'm going to build. What was that building process like for you? Oh, man, you know, <laughs> I've been really blessed. I I would say at that moment, that's when I was like, that's what I'm doing, you know? And then, you know, I started to meet with the school and all that stuff, so. But it really wasn't until um, I had to do an internship. That's what brought me down to South Florida. Um, And then, you know, I worked, I did the whole nine to five thing. I was still doing what I loved. You know, I was still fortunate enough to be able to do music therapy. I did that, you know, uh, with with a, a local organization. And then I also did it with the school setting. Um, and, you know, I just knew that there was more though. You know, uh, I was appreciative to be able to, to, you know, work in that way, in that capacity. But I just knew that there was something else. And, you know, it's like, I could be really impacting more people, you know, and developing my own skills. And just, you know, I, I, I've always had this global vision. Um, you can't see on my wall here. I have a, I have maps all around my house. You know, travel the world. I can travel all that stuff. But I have a big globe, uh, picture of a globe. I just cut out and I put around it. I wrote, uh, take over the world. I would always say that and take over the world. <laughs> uh, love the world, travel the world, and heal the world. So 
you know, in, in my, in my practice and along the way until I launched my own company, um, you know, that's always been on my mind. That's always been my vision. It's yeah, so good. Your story is so good and so juicy because <laughs> as you were talking, I couldn't help to think about the providence of God, right? Mm-hmm. And how if you look in the Bible and, and not all of our listeners are believers, but being that we are a uh, faith-based people, mm-hmm. I can't help but to remember this, the book of Esther mm-hmm. and how in the book of Esther, God is not mentioned. God, the name of the Lord is not mentioned. Mm-hmm. But you could, from her story alone, you can see that there is something bigger than her. There is something greater than her. There is a divine power mm-hmm. that is guiding her steps and leading her from one place to the next place. And and it kind of reminds me of of your story. You talked about being in, being out of high school and then working for someone else but working for someone else in the area that you wanted to grow in and and pursue one day as your own business. And so what I hear there is training. Absolutely. Training. And I think it's so important because a lot of times we, we, we get the thing, okay, this is what I'm created to do. This is my purpose. This is what I want to do. And then we try automatically sometimes to just jump right into it and launch right into it, not realizing that it is a process. And, And we look at being sometimes, especially in American culture, we look at being under someone else as if it's a as if it's a setback or a lower thing. Right. When really, that's the place for you to practice while you're learning how to do it. I think that's pretty dope. Was that your perspective at the time? Uh, of course not. <laughs> you know, I mean. Because that's, that's what I would like. I would like to, because I'm imagining you having this global perspective this mm-hmm. dream that is way beyond yourself mm-hmm. and being in a place where that dream is not yet being realized mm-hmm. and but you're working it in the capacity that is nothing near what you're envisioning mm-hmm. emotionally yeah. how how, were, how did you manage that emotion on an emotional level oh i'm so glad that you asked because i was mad <laughs> i was mad at first and that you know that's just honesty um and <laughs> So I'll go ahead and share this part of my journey. So, you know, there was a time that the organization I was with, I, I started to shift. I was like, ah, you know, this isn't my spot. You know, I'm not happy here. I'm ready to branch out, you know. Then I kind of started to see that global outreach thing. You know, I was like, okay, I could be making a difference. I could be doing this. So I was applying to different jobs in different states. You know, things just weren't really lining up in that way. And I was like, oh, you know, what is it? You know, like I got skills, I got this. Um, God dropped something on me during that time, and it was kind of crazy. Um, so he said that, so I, I was working for a hospice at the time, and um, there had been a patient there for years. Usually people are on for like six months or less, but this lady, she kept recertifying, recertifying, recertifying. Fine, you know, I had a great relationship with her and the family. But he said, when she passes, so I'm getting like a little, you know, some people might be kind of freaked out, but it's the truth. She said, when she passes, then it will be time for you to go. And I was like, what? How can I base that on somebody dying? Like, okay, whatever, whatever. I was just mad. I was applying to different jobs. 
in different states because I was ready to go. You know, I, I saw that. I was like, okay, I could be, I could be a leader. I could be this. I could be that. I could be doing, you know, better, not better, but bigger things. Um, and I, you know, I just wasn't there. Um, so he told me that. Um, my dad had knee surgery, so I went up to St. Louis. That's where I'm from. Uh, to help him and my family for a couple weeks and I was ready to go I was ready to move back to St. Louis an opportunity opened up uh, with my um, alma mater up there uh, to go back to grad school for free do a grad assistantship so I had that on the table and I was like okay that must be my way out all right I'm going I'm ready you know I'm gonna get you know this this master's degree then I'll be able to take over the world and guess what we had everything ready to go and lined up and in the last minute it fell through. So I came back to Florida. I was hot. I was mad at you. I was like, what are you doing? I thought, yeah, I was like, well, they told me that I could have this grad assistantship and they just picked somebody else. I mean, I was mad, okay? Um, and then I was reminded, okay, when this lady passes, you know, then, then you're going to leave. And I was like, ah, okay. So um, I had, uh, and I don't even know, I might be just going off on a tangent, but I like, you know, I just like to share this part of the story. Um, so I had that opportunity that fell through, uh, and I just, I just had to keep working. I just had to keep, get back in there, and I just said, God, whatever, whenever, I just got to keep being, being diligent and keep, you know, that training like you were talking about, keep training. And then literally one year later from that conversation, from me coming back, I remember I was sitting out in a Publix parking lot, and I was mad, and I was crying, and I was like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Um, there. <laughs> okay. One year later, God not opened up, not only opened up one door for me to branch out, he opened up three. That grad, that grad assistantship came back, that opportunity, they came, they came knocking on my door this time. I had the chance to advance in the company that I was with, just go to the next step up. And uh, I had a chance to do my own practice. So, um, so I say all that to say I was mad, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I just had to just stay on it. I just had to stay where God had me. And you know, even I was like, but I see this, but I want this. And, I, and then, wow, he opened up three doors that I could wow. see. Anyway. Well, oftentimes when we have this vision or we have an idea of something, whatever it is that we want to do, mm -hmm. um, we think that it has to be either or. Right. Either I go into entrepreneurship or I stay working for somebody. Mm -hmm. For some reason, a lot of times we try to go to extremes. But I, I just feel so strongly that in in certain seasons, in certain places in your life, it's not going to be either or, or but it's going to be both and. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to work this job and pursue my dream. You yes. know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to go to college and continue to work on my business, you know. And, and and it doesn't have to be black or white. In the journey, there is a lot of gray area. And for for some reason, like you said, I think maybe it's the anger that comes along with the process, or the disappointment that comes along with the process. Like you're saying in your story, you had something lined up and then it fell through. Like that's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I love that you said is that your vision kept you persistent. Because you like, look, I see global. I see global outreach. Um, and, and just because I'm not there, that's not my reality. 
but that's my vision. That's what I see. Yes. And and I noticed that um, you holding on to your vision is what enabled you to stay the course mm -hmm. through the emotional ups and downs of going through the process. Um, as you were speaking, um, I heard this, and so I want to share it. Uh, as you were speaking, I heard these words. Um, the destination benefits you, but the journey benefits the lives that you touch as you go on your way. And so when you were saying that, you know, God was telling you, look, you can't move on until this lady dies. Right. There's no telling what kind of impact that you were able to have on that lady. And being that you probably spent more time with her in her last days. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that could have been the highlight of her last days was hearing your music and hearing your voice and having that music in her life to relax her and to calm her and distress her. So I, I think that is there's something to be said about that. Um, not getting caught up necessarily in the process of the journey, mm -hmm. but keeping your eyes looking forward to... Uh, the vision and, and making sure you stay uh, persistent right. so that you can see that vision unfold. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's, that's interesting. I, I don't think I really hear too much of that spoken where, like you said, the journey is, is for the people that you touch along the way. And because usually when you hear, you know, uh, people kind of encouraging you, motivating and inspiring people to, to make moves, it's always about the steps you need to take, the challenges you need to overcome. But you don't hear too much spoken about, there might be a time in your journey where you will have to pause and stop at a point where it has nothing to do with you. Like that's not a conversation that I hear a lot about. Right. You know, like, so you might be stuck and you might get frustrated because everything you hear is move forward, push this, the five ways to go to the next step, 10 ways to do this. And, and, and the, it usually comes back to you as there's something that I'm not doing to progress ahead. And, yeah. and, and progressing ahead may not necessarily be you moving along. The progressing ahead may be you staying right where you are to have an impact right where you are. And it may have nothing to do with us except the experience of doing it, you know? Right, I, right. I think yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's, that's interesting. That is a really good point. That is a really good point. Yeah, we don't think about that. It's like, okay, what? yeah, what did I do wrong? What am I not doing? I need to work harder. I need to grind more. I need to... And sometimes, hey... <laughs> Right. Well, I want to jump into I want to jump into where you are now, how you are affecting people. You've gone through that process and <laughs> you you've endured the process and now you've come to a point where you are in the process of building that global outreach that you saw so many years ago. Um and 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 as you get into that, um I want to point out that the process that you had to endure, staying behind or going at a slower pace mm -hmm. for the sake of other people, um, was preparing you for the selfless work, the selfless work that you're doing now, right? Because to, to, to intentionally pace yourself at a slower pace, when you see everybody else zooming past you, and you're like, what about me? Yeah, <laughs> right? So to stay behind and walk out and trust God and walk in that slower pace, it's a selfless, 
it's a selfless thing to do because uh, um, we do have the uh, the choice to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I got to do to get where I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So the selfless uh, preparation that you did um, has prepared you for the selfless work that you're doing now. So tell us a little bit about that selfless work that you do that benefits others. Okay, so... Um, I'll tell you about music therapy specifically. So music therapy is the use of music to help with therapeutic goals or even non-musical goals. So, you know, we work a lot with people that have a need, some type of a clinical need. That's what really differentiates us from a performer, you know, or an entertainer. Um, and that's, those are awesome, great people. You know, they, they add benefit, of course, to the, to the world as well. Uh, but music therapists are specifically targeting some type of a clinical or evidence-based goal or need, okay? Uh, so we can address physical needs, uh, emotional needs, cognitive functioning, uh, social needs, um, and we, we, we assess what the needs are. So, and, I, and I'll get a little bit more into that, uh, but then we, we indicate some type of a treatment that's needed and that's gonna be using music. So we'll use live music, I sing, play guitar, play piano, or sometimes recorded music. We do a lot of songwriting. Um, you know, I'm working on a, a potty song for one of my little girls that I started seeing, um, you know, to help her uh, engage, and she's on the autism spectrum. So to help her focus on that skill, you know, we're working towards a skill. Um, uh, and, you know, we also do a lot um, with our clients to help them to express themselves, you know, because music, I think in the, in the bio, um, you know, you read, you know, I, I use music as a, as, a, as a safe place, you know, it's non-threatening, you know, where sometimes if you sit down, if you sat down in front of somebody and said, hey, tell me about this, this, this in your life, it's like, whoa, hey, I'm not ready, you know, I, I'm, I can't do it. But if you present a song that really expresses how they're feeling, maybe they would be more inclined to connect with you, you know, uh, and say, wow, you know, that lyric right there, that really says everything that I'm feeling. Okay, let's talk about it, you know, or maybe you want to write a song, you know, uh, that expresses everything, or maybe you want to play an instrument, you know, so um, my personal philosophy with music therapy is that anyone can benefit and be successful. Is music therapy necessarily right for everybody? Some people don't really need it, but the people that you know are into it and and you know uh, seem to have that need, they can benefit and they can can be successful. So I think I think the work that you do is totally amazing. And last last episode we had a clinical social worker on, mm-hmm. and it's it's so funny. It seems like your work and her work kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. um, because where she deals with people that have more emotional based traumas, helping them work through it. I, I think that someone like you, a musical therapist, would would be beneficial in that sense as well. You know. Um, uh, using that music, like you said, using that music to help people reach their like specific goals. One thing that I um, I noticed is that music unlocks something in us. I once heard somebody say that music is the only thing that can enter into your soul without your permission. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Right, music is the, and we were created that way. We were created 
to respond to music in a way that we don't respond to anything else. It's why somebody can hear Marvin Gaye, let's get it on, and hey. (laughs) 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 Because music is the only thing that can enter into your soul without your permission. That's why they use the alphabet or anything they want to teach you in the form of a song because it's the easiest way to enter into your soul so yeah tell us a little bit about the um tell us a little bit about the technical aspect of that okay okay so i'll I'll share a couple of um of just generalized stats and stories so i don't know if anybody remembers um gabby giffords the the congresswoman that was shot Okay, okay, I mean, that was years ago. But um, she had a music therapist. That was like a big highlight, especially in the music therapy world. It's like, oh yeah, you know, because she absolutely needed it. But they helped her to regain her speech after surviving that uh, brain injury. So she had a bullet to her brain, okay? And, you know, that's another way to use music. Because music really uh, highlights each part of the brain. So that's why you have those kind of stories with people who have had traumatic brain injury or maybe who have dementia. Um, so, you know, somebody with traumatic brain injury can't speak. Uh, maybe they can still sing. You can get them to sing. Um, maybe they can still be able to play an instrument, you know, so they can engage that way. But in her case, they got her singing and then she was able to regain that speech. Um, uh, you know, along with uh, music highlighting each part of the brain, um, you know, somebody who has dementia or Alzheimer's. They can't remember their loved one's name, okay? They can't remember their own name, but they can remember song lyrics from when they were 20 years old, you know? Um, Just because of the parts of the brain that are are illuminated, literally, uh, when you hear a song. You know, that's why when you hear a song, you know, your, your foot's gonna tap. That's not just something, you know, kinda like with what you said too, you know, it's, it's, your, it's entering your soul without permission, but it's, it's also brain. That has to do with the, 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 the actual physical brain response to music. The hippocampus is like where the emotional response is highlighted. So that's why, you know, you hear a song and boom, you start to cry. Or you hear a song and, oh wow, you know, I'm having a joyous experience. Um, you know, it, it affects, uh, you know, your hearing, what you're seeing, your motor functioning. You know, because I talked a little bit about the tapping, but then also playing an instrument. You know, a lot of us that have played, will have what's called that motor memory. And, you know, maybe haven't played in years, but then we sit down in front of a piano and, you know, can pick it right back up. Uh, so, you know, just want everybody to capture that, you know, it's evidence-based music therapy, and there's also, you know, actual brain science, there's, there's things that are literally happening in the brain uh, that, that trigger certain responses to music. So, um, let's see, older adults, yeah, music therapy uh, also helps to lessen the effects of dementia. Um, we also work with children and adults to reduce asthma episodes. Music is a great way to slow someone's heart rate or their breathing rate. So I did this a lot when I worked in hospice. You know, we had somebody who's very anxious um, and we come in using our techniques, usually live music, uh, gradually slowing the music down, helping them to breathe deeper and slower, and then they're able to relax. So Uh, is that the same thing? Is that the same thing as when you have an infant 
at home? Is that why, you know, most mothers will kind of instinctively hum a tune or sing a lullaby? Is that kind of the same effect? Yeah, you know, it, it, it has that, that calming effect. For one, it allows, um, you know, it's, it's, it's comforting, you know, to hear your mom's voice, right? Or to feel that vibration, the, the good vibes of the hum, you know, if you have your baby laying on your chest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, it helps to slow things down. It helps to be in the present moment. So yeah, absolutely. We'll work with patients who have pain. I did that a lot uh, when I worked for hospice as well. And I'll leave with this one. Uh, we work with children who have autism to improve communication capabilities. That's a big one. That's what I do. Because I, I work a lot with all backgrounds, um, you know, and all needs. My niche, though, is special needs, uh, specifically autism. Um, and working with some of those guys to help them communicate, you know, it's getting them once again to sing when they can't speak or formulate full sentences when they can't generally do that. Uh, getting them to use whatever kind of communication they can to engage. So like I'll have, um, I say that, when I say that I mean they use their device. So they could use their iPad to, you know, insert lyrics and the lyrics will kind of sing for them. But they're still engaging. They're still following the timing. They're still participating. They're still using their voice. You know, that's the voice that they have. They're still able to make music and communicate. Erica, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Of course, it can't be the episode it is without you. So we just want to just um, definitely thank you for coming on. Definitely for sharing um, your story. It, it's inspiring. It's encouraging. And it's empowering. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge um, about music therapy and how it affects everyone, especially those um, who do deal with autism. If our listeners want to support your cause or if they just want to get in touch with you, if they want to like hang out with you on Facebook or Instagram, how can they do that? How can we stay in touch with you? How can the listeners stay in touch with you? Uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook at My Whole Vibes. So at symbol, My Whole Vibes. It's all one word. Um, you can shoot me a text, 561-501-1086. Email me, Erica at My Whole Vibes dot com those are the best ways to to find me but i'm on instagram um often on facebook often so yeah there i am well erica we have enjoyed having you on this episode of the authorized move podcast thank you so much for bringing all of your light and your laughter and your joy and your knowledge to this platform um we greatly appreciate it guys um in we're going to wrap up this episode Nate, you got anything you want to say before the uh what was that? Oh man, I don't know. It's kind of hard to leave because I got so many more questions. Yeah, more questions. <laughs> well, we'll just have to. We'll just have to have you back if you're willing. We'll have to have you back for another episode. Okay, okay, I'm down for that. Part two. I mean, I, I love the music. I, the, and the one before we leave, I know, we, I know we're over time, but um, I, I remember seeing something online where you were doing something with like, like tactile. It was like, it was a couple of things. It was one with drums, and I think you would. It was maybe like a workout routine or something like that. If I'm like everybody has drumsticks and they were uh -huh. working out or something similar to that. So I'm, I'm just, because when I hear, you know, even in the beginning where, you, you know, you talked about the musical experiences, 
I'm almost like, you know, imagining those type of settings when, you know, those experiences are happening and how people are reacting to, I just, I just think it's awesome. I, I love what you do and I, I definitely would like to, to hear more about it. So, but I know we got to go, so I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave everybody hanging now. <laughs> if you want people to listen to the entire episode, <laughs> we might want to wrap it at some point. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. I love your hearts. God bless you. All right, guys. So, fam, that's all we have for this episode of the Authorized Move podcast. Always, always, guys, we want to stay connected with you. So feel free to reach out to us at Nate Bell, Nate underscore Bell, um, at Nate underscore Bell, that's on Instagram. And you can reach us at Facebook, on Facebook at Authorized Move. Or you can reach me directly. Uh, my handle is uh, It's Your Girl Yvonne on IG and Yvonne Bratcher Bratcher on Facebook, guys. We just want to encourage you before we get out of here that God will present you with opportunities that will take you in the direction that you want to go. I call him God. You may call him something different. You may call him a divine power, a feeling, a force. Some people say something told me. Something is God's middle name is what I say. Guys, nevertheless, when you hear that inner voice leading you into a direction, remember that your journey, your destination is about you. Your destination will benefit you. But the journey is for everyone else that you're going to impact as you go along your way. Keep your vision in front of you. Be persistent. And when you get to where you are, where you get to where you want to be, make sure, guys, that you apply everything that you practice on your way to, to, the, to the destination. Uh, until next time, guys, that's all we have time for this time on the Authorized Moves Podcast. Until next time, keep it moving. All right, guys. Peace.